This is Mario Andretti, and you are listening to Below the Yellow Line. And welcome back to the Below the Line podcast. It is a new age, if you will, in NASCAR. We've seen many new teams enter the fray over the past few years, especially in the Cup Series. And I have one of the men who helped make that happen and continues to make that happen every day with us on the horn today. Steve Laletta, the president of 2311 Racing. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Always great uh, to talk to members in the industry that help put on the show behind the scenes uh, week after week. And the team that you're the president of puts two cars out there on the track in the Cup Series every week right now for Bubba Wallace and Tyler Reddick. One of those cars still competing for the championship. And we'll be trying to earn a cha uh, championship for bid on Sunday. But how did you come to be in your position at 2311 Racing? Uh, I've been in the sports marketing business for my entire career. Spent a lot of time on the brand side at Miller Brewing Company, managing sports and entertainment marketing, worked for a few agencies, and then wound up uh, connecting with Chip Ganassi when I was with an agency, and he was looking for somebody to run his business, and I joined his team for 10 and a half years as the president, um, which was a great experience. I learned a lot, and um, left in 2018 and decided that, you know, my motorsports career was kind of over. And I started doing some consulting work on my own in a bunch of different other sports um, in terms of trying to help brands and properties, you know, grow their business. And one thing led to another. A friend of mine called me who happens to be Denny Hamlin's agent and said that Denny was looking to become a car owner as his driving career started to wind down. And would I help him out? And I said, yes. And that led us to a conversation with Michael Jordan and they decided to start a team in October of 2020 for the 2021 season, which was only four and a half months to build a race team from scratch. And they said, would you do it? And I was like, I already ran a race team. I really don't see myself doing it again, but to literally have nothing done, no people, no cars, no building, health insurance, anything, and try to do all that in four and a half months sounds like fun. I'll, I'll get you ready for Daytona. And I thought I'd do that and go back to my consulting deal. And now it's October of 2023. And I'm still here because it's been so much fun to be able to work with those guys, work with the great people at 2311 and, and build a race team basically from a clean sheet of paper. Well, you guys have clearly kind of wrote the formula, I guess, if you will, because Trackhouse is coming at that same time. But it is so impressive that you managed to put together a team that was, I mean, that was A, able to get on the racetrack and B, decently competitive. I mean, y'all won in your first year at Talladega and, and Bubba, especially towards the end of the year, had a great head of steam. But I can't imagine, I mean, were, were there a lot of sleepless nights trying to get a, a whole race team, a whole organization put together in four months? Yeah, there was a lot to do for sure. Um there were key pieces of it, right? One of them was the alliance that we did with Joe Gibbs Racing after we, you know, did a manufacturer agreement with Toyota and TRD. You know, our first year in 2021 was the last year of the Gen 6 car. And, you know, those were those were built from the ground up cars. We knew the next gen car was coming and we knew that that would be our opportunity to really 
um, kind of hit our stride with a new car because everybody would have to adapt to it at the same time. But that first year, we would have never have been ready in four and a half months if we would have had to start building cars from scratch. So having the ability to lean on a partner like Joe Gibbs Racing, which we still have a relationship with, was really important. Um, and then it was just cranking through all the things that are needed. And I told everybody from the start, like, we'll forget some stuff. There's no doubt about it. We just have to make sure that it's not the important stuff so that we can go race. And we wound up, you know, having having some success. Um, I'm real proud of what we put together and, and what we've accomplished in three years. As I mentioned, I worked at Chip Ganassi Racing for 10 and a half years. So when people say 2311 and Trackhouse in the same sentence, I know what was in that building for, and those people that were there, even when I was there, are still there. So it was just a, they've accomplished some great things too, but totally different approaches and models of starting from scratch, basically, and or, you know, purchasing a team. Um, you know, there's a lot that we still have to do. I remind everybody every day that we're still only in our third season and there's a million things we want to do, but it just takes time to do them all. And you can't, you can't make more time. You only have what you have. Absolutely. Building a race team is not an overnight business and it, and it never has been, never will be. Um, you talked about meeting Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin's agent calling you and and I'll be honest, as a member of the media, I get nervous talking to, to people like you and, and drivers and, and personnel and such on a computer. But how nervous were you when you, I mean, maybe not when you met Denny, because you've already, you've been around guys like Denny Hamlin, you've been around drivers, but meeting with Michael Jordan, meeting with other people, making this happen, has it dawned on you that your bosses are two of the best ever to do it in their respective games? Yeah, it's it's definitely different um, from, you know, corporate environments that I've been in before, been around a lot of successful people um, and, you know, have a have an approach that everybody's just doing their thing the way they do it. Right. Michael's in a in a class by himself. We all know that, especially people of my age that got to see him do what he did on the basketball court. But, you know, I. I did sponsorship deals with Jerry Jones and were involved with a lot of other people. Roger Penske, when I was at Miller, we sponsored Rusty Wallace. So I've been lucky to be around very, very successful and accomplished people and, and hopefully learn from them, you know, little bits and pieces that I can help take to the jobs that I have done and will do um, in this particular one and, and allowed me to get to the point of, of having, the ability at least to be in the position I'm in and, and lucky enough to be thankful every day that I am. I, I just can't imagine. I mean, I, you've been around people, like you said, Roger Penske and Jerry Jones. I'd imagine if I was in not just a, a normal meeting, but a business meeting with Michael Jordan, Denny Hamlin, I'd, I just I wouldn't be able to speak, I don't think. But <laughs> clearly, Michael knows how to win championships, and you guys are very close. And and even if you don't get it this year, it's been a fantastic year. But what is it like to walk into work every day and say to your team, whether it be you know, executives, whether it be shop guys, drivers, whoever, say, okay, we are chasing a championship. We are going for the title at the highest level of American motorsports. Just what is, I guess, the vibe in the shop and, and in the office right now at 2311 Racing going for that championship? Yeah, it's real focused, confident, focused. Um, we have a lot of people that have been – on race winning teams and championship organizations before. So that helps while this group hasn't done it together. You know, we've all been around 
um, winning or most of us around winning organizations and um, are trying to bring that piece of our experience to this one. As I said, uh, we're very confident. We've been bringing fast race cars to the racetrack pretty much all year, qualifying well. Um, and our driver and Tyler, who has never been this far, and Bubba, who had never made it into the playoffs, are just taking it all in stride. Not We're not putting too much pressure on ourselves. I think we all want to control our own destiny and know that we put everything out there that we could. And if we got beat, we just got beat instead of, you know, something that makes you look back and say, man, if that wouldn't have happened or, you know, if only this mistake didn't happen so far, particularly in this round. And I've, I've talked about I've talked about it at the shop. It shows how difficult when you get to the round of eight in the NASCAR playoffs, the 45 team has put stage points on the board in all four stages in the two races we've raced in this round. And we finished third and eighth and we picked up six points to where we started. And it, it just goes to show you when you get to this point, everybody's running up front. Everybody's getting stage points. You got to win to advance. And so it's definitely a learning experience for us as an organization. Um, we're excited that we've got the chance and we're going to do everything we can to, to, like I said, have no regrets by the end of Saturday or Sunday in Martinsville. Well, even if you don't get it this year, I think that's certainly a goal that I see you guys attaining in the next decade or so, and maybe even less than that. But when you look at it from a team president perspective, what are your goals for 5, 10, 20 years? And maybe not just in terms of, of trophies, but, you know, do you want to see championships? Do you want to see a team that people say has turned into the next the next dynasty? What do you want to say that you and your team accomplished when you look back on this in, in two, yeah. two decades? Well, we've set a, we've set a, a goal that has two um, pieces to it, right? The first one is we're obviously a sports team and, and you have to, uh, excel on the field of play that you're participating in. So Denny had always said he had a five-year roadmap of getting 2311 to be a consistent race-winning team and a championship contender on a year-to-year -year basis. And, you know, three years into it, we've won a handful of races, um, but, and, but we haven't consistently been winning. So we still have a path to get to that. And, you know, while if we get to the uh, round of four and have a chance to race for a championship this year in Phoenix, you know, that would be ahead of schedule, but our goal was to be there in five years. So, you know, we've got to win, we've got to deliver value to our partners from that perspective. And that's a big piece of it. The other piece of it, or the other goal is to, you know, be part of changing the sport in NASCAR, be part of attracting a different fan base, be part of being more inclusive and having people that maybe haven't looked at the sport as a place where they um, had a fandom or saw the ability to have a career work in it, be more open to that. And to, and to do that, which we've already been doing our, our fan base, social media following, et cetera, for 2311 is much younger, more diverse than the, than the core NASCAR fan or, or, you know, NASCAR fan of the past. We want them to be part of our family too and be fans of ours, but we also want to grow the sport and use our partners, the brands that we're affiliated with to help us do that, which is why we have done things like run Travis Pastrana and Kamui Kobayashi in our third entry. That is to not only have another car on the track, but build our brand and build the reach of the team. 
um, and some of the other things that we've done with partnerships with Jordan Brand and Jay Balvin and Columbia and Luke Combs. And, you know, we've got a program coming up with uh, for Phoenix on both of our cars, all meant to build this 2311 brand. I say a lot. We're building a brand in 2311 that happens to be a race team, not a race team brand. And I want us to show up in places where, you know, whether it's the Super Bowl or, you know, college football or music events where people are like, oh, yeah, it's cool. That brand should be here because they're, you know, doing things different. They're on the cutting edge and not looking and saying, why is a NASCAR team at the Super Bowl or why is the NASCAR team at this music event? So we're on the path to do that. But again, a lot of work to be done and just getting started. I think it's always so cool when and especially when the broadcast realizes it. But when you see on TV Michael Jordan sitting on the pit box and then Michael Jordan meeting NASCAR fans and, and whatnot, it's just and you guys are building that brand with partners like Luke Combs. And obviously, when you have you know one of the greatest athletes to ever play his game uh, as a partner, I think that has to help. And then when you have a championship caliber driver and Denny Hamlin with you, that has to help. Um, my last question is kind of goofy, but I wanted to entertain it anyway. If you were to play a normal pickup basketball game and you had you, Tyler, and Bubba on it on one team, so you got three guys and you just had Michael as he is right now, which he could probably still beat almost every normal one of us, and Denny, bosses versus you and the drivers, who do you think would win that game? Uh, yeah, I don't think there'd be any, <laughs> any contest, you know, you haven't seen me play basketball. It's been a long time. You, you see, you know, Tyler's not going to dunk on anybody or block anybody. And I haven't seen Bubba play basketball. I've seen him play golf. So I wouldn't put much, uh, hope in, in us with a basketball game. I think we'll stick to, to trying to build this race team and win some races. You know, that's a good idea. And you guys have won races. You got both cars in the playoffs and that's, that's a heck of an accomplishment no matter how far along you are in your journey. And we certainly wish the best of luck to Tyler and, and Bubba, especially Tyler this weekend as he goes and tries to get in the championship for you guys can catch that on NBC at two Eastern on Sunday. And sir, thank you so much for joining the show today. Thank you. This is Mario Andretti, and you are listening to Below the Yellow Line.